0: Well hey there friends, this is Haley Crusher Kane, I am coming at you from Brooklyn, New York, in the vibrant and noisy and smelly neighborhood of Williamsburg, and I am coming at you with another belated issue of Crusher Talk. Uh, Please forgive my absence last week, I did send off a sampling of my podcast Sparkle and Destroy last week, and then... I had planned to do one yesterday for y'all, but I did not get home until probably like 11, after 11 p.m., and I had been running around with Dr. Kane in the rain, pelting rain, um, trying to get up, down, and everywhere in the city. Uh, It was kind of a hectic night, (laughs) so um, a lot of the days that we've spent here have started off one way and ended another way. So that's what's so exciting and fun about New York, but also can be hard to commit sometimes to, uh, extra, extra, uh, inf- extra, I was going to say extra information. Um, I guess I mean, extra brain, brain tasks. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. I think I know what you mean. I think you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. Okay, I, I obviously I'm a little frazzled, a little tired. It's been quite a adventurous two weeks, and my brain's a little fried, so bear with me. Um, not, not too unusual. I'm always a little bit loopy, but feeling definitely whew, overstimulated, I guess is the word. It's been really fun. Um, I have a brand new journal. I always write in a journal. It's kind of like my to-do list, but also a good way to, like, remember things and uh, memories and write down song lyrics and things like that. So I have a brand new bright red beautiful panda planner that my friend Lindsay gifted me recently, and um, I was excited to start it while I was out here And I have filled up the first, well, the first page, I wrote everything that happened the first day in New York. And then I didn't write anything for the rest of the trip (laughs) because we're having too much fun. And just every time we'd get up this fourth floor apartment, this tiny little fourth floor apartment, we would shut the door, lock it and just go, (gasps) (sighs) (sighs) and I've never fallen asleep so quick in my life. We've been definitely walking an average of five, five miles is the least we've walked a day. I mean, definitely the least, I think a couple days ago, I think we did maybe like almost 20 miles. Cause we also rode our bikes everywhere. Um, and my feet and my legs, I mean, we're eating like, we're eating like crazy people. And yet I don't, I, I can't imagine we're gaining any weight because we're just like the minute we get up, we're outside and we're not back until it's dark out. So that's been really fun, especially for anyone out there that lives in a place that requires a lot of driving, living in California, it's very scenic and very beautiful, but there's just so much goddamn driving and sure it's convenient sometimes, but a lot of times it's very boring and very, um, you kind of find your routes and what, where you go and you just kind of take those routes. And with New York, we found so many different alternate subway routes or randomly found ourselves into, in a weird neighborhood we didn't expect to find ourselves in so it has been just really fun, and we're excited to get home, though, uh, tomorrow so that we can prepare for two shows that we have coming up, the first of which is this Saturday, October 30th, in Atascadero, California, at the Rock and Tour Room. We'll be, dr- we'll be donning our costumes. Dr. Kane will be wearing his Stone Cold Steve Austin outfit, uh, still to be seen whether he will wear the pecs that came with it. Um, and I will be rocking my uh, tiger, my full body tiger suit. (laughs) Rawr. Um, Anyways, I wrote down in my journal some notes of things that we did. And perhaps this will be fun for you guys to hear or relaxing to just, you know, hear sort of a rundown of our trip. Um, The first week we spent in Slotesburg in upstate New York for a beautiful wedding. Um, Our two good friends got married and Wow, it was it was a destination wedding that had a very high price tag. So, we stayed in a beautiful little inn, little kind of guest house with a couple other couples. One who, one of whom is a uh, really good friends of ours, and I w- we were in a band with. Um, so it's it was nice. It, it really felt like all of our friends from. San Luis Obispo, California, or some of our friends, many of our friends were in this little town in New York together. And sort of like we were on a camping, not a camping trip, but like summer camp. And we were all in our little bunks together and got to share meals together and drink together and dance together and complain together and get fancy together. And so it was really beautiful and cool to, to see that my friend's wedding really, un it really unfolded very much the way she wanted it to, which is always like a huge relief, right? Um, Certain things that she wanted could not happen. For instance, her father actually passed away right before the wedding, um, which was a huge blow for her. But um, I don't know, it was really cool to see her happy and dancing with her family members and her brother and everybody really rallying to make it a beautiful night for her. So that's always good. And we always cry at weddings, especially my husband. He cries and he cries and he loves it. So <laughs> there's a little tidbit for you. If you go see us play and you see uh, doctor, Dr. Reed Kane Esquire up on stage looking very like bullish and bulldogish and sneering and stuff. Just remember the, the thirds, the fir- third word into a, um, a personally written vow. And these vows were really good. The vows they had were like humorous and, and not religious at all. And just kind of like silly and very cute vows. I mean, the third word in he's like crying. So, and he won't mind me saying that because <laughs> everybody knows that he loves a good wedding. Um, so after that week, um, we headed into the city, um, the first thing we did was we took the tr- the train from JFK to the wrong stop like three times or four times. We had to like keep going back to JFK, then back to the wrong stop, then back to JFK, then back to the wrong stop to connect to the subway that was going to take us into the city, which I believe was the A train. But I'm a very loopy person when it comes to like, spec- like like numbers and arbitrary like letters and stuff. So, it you know take this all, you know, I, I can't necessarily pin it all down exactly. Um, thank God for Google maps. Having Google maps on your phone with the subway system is so awesome. I experienced this in Berlin. It's, and that was in German. And I was like, Oh, I, I got this. Like it, just having the little blue dot tell you where you're going. You'd be like, Oh, I'm on the right train, but I'm going the wrong way. Got to go to the, get off, go to the platform upstairs, turn around, you were whatever you got to do cross the street. And yeah, God, it's so helpful. Also, you know, Dr. Reed Kane is very good at that stuff. So it was nice to have him um, navigating while I was in – I was basically in charge of having a couple bullet point things to do each day and just being like the – like having the – like he's very just go with the flow and I was like the planner. So I planned a lot of fun stuff for us to do. Um, So, yeah, the first day we were like – we were laughing on the train saying, this is like a Twilight Zone episode, like – in, if this was a Twilight Zone episode, there'd be like the couple on the train and they would get lost, and uh, Rod, uh, Rod Serling would be like a normal, everyday couple on the train. This is, you know, a sight you see every day, but this train is headed towards the twilight zone. And then eventually they would be in like this weird purgatory and then maybe the train would get hotter and it, it would turn out they're going to hell at the end or something. Um, but we were <laughs> laughing cause we were just like, okay, this is the beginning of our trip. We need to learn, we need to figure this shit out cause we can't be doing this on, on the train every day. Um, that was actually the, the getting from JFK like to Manhattan was like, the part we fucked up, the rest of it was fine. Actually. Um, we did really well. We actually didn't take any cabs, any Ubers. We took the train the whole time. Constantly. We were in the subway at least like, I don't know, four times a day uh, or, or more, um, just hopping on different trains and stuff. So we got used to it pretty quick. Um, our first stop to eat was Cat's Deli. Obviously got to go to cats We had a pastrami sandwich with a my sister lived in New York briefly, and she said, you must try this knish. And I've never had a knish, so I had the broccoli knish. It was really good. The pastrami sandwich was amazing. We got pastrami on rye with the mustard. Um, we split it, and I couldn't even believe I finished half of it because it was just like chock full of meat, and it was absolutely delicious. Um, that mustard is something else. Um then, um, what else do we do? Oh yeah. We walked to St. Mark's place and, um, hung out there and uh, went to a couple like kind of punky thrift stores. And, uh, Reed got to reminisce about his old school days living. He spent a summer living in New York, quote unquote, on the streets, which is true. I mean, he did like him and a bunch of punk rockers just kind of slept in the parks and went to shows and he has all these memories and stuff. <laughs> of course, everything is so different than what he remembered in the nineties. So it was, it was kind of interesting. So we just kind of walked around, got our sea legs about us. Um, we found our Airbnb, which was on fourth street and Driggs in Wilmi- Williamsburg in Brooklyn, which is just a really, uh, it's just a really chill place. It's a very working class place, but you know, the cheaper rents brought a lot of the artists in and a lot of the hipsters in. So there's a lot of cool, like funky restaurants and shops, and, um, you know, all the stuff you would expect for that. Cool coffee shops, overpriced boutiques, you know, mixed with, you know, really good Dominican food and really good. Um, actually, we didn't eat at the Dominican place, but for some reason that's what stood out to me. Um, but like really good little kind of hole in the wall spots with delicious food and, um, families and, 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 you know, senior centers and old people. So it's like, you know, it's not gentrif hundred percent gentrified, or even, I mean, you can see it happening. It's not unlike, you know, watching Echo Park or Silver Lake change in LA. And it's just in a, a weird space right now, which makes it very exciting because from block to block, you can get such a, huge slice of flavors of cultures, languages, points of view, lots of different art, lots of different, um, independent retailers, you know, doing everything from independent printing presses to record stores, to, um, vintage stores, whatever. So that's been really cool. I, I, we were really glad we stayed in that area because it was chill enough to where we could walk around and have our little spots. We had like our little bodega, we had our, place that we would get breakfast in the morning, at have a bagel, and we loved getting the lox and cream cheese and stuff, and just really low-key places that we could kind of, you know, we could have a home base and not feel like we had to go to some crazy, you know, um, you know, famous, you know, place every single day. It was just kind of nice to have a normal life, and then pepper in some like fun excursions. So that's kind of how we travel and it's inspired by how we travel when we travel in the van. Um just kind of plugging into the community and then, you know, if there's a place that we really want to check out or something that's notable, we'll go do that when we have time and allocate some money to that. But in general, keeping things sort of like how you would live if you lived in that area. So our apartment was really, li- is really little. I'm still in it. So I guess I should say it is tiny little bathroom um but it's funny having so it's a one bedroom with a little living room but like it's like sort of like shotgun style so it's like really narrow the whole place and if you're standing in the living room you can look and see the entire place like you can see the kitchen kitchen area I should say and the bathroom door and then into the bedroom so it's really small but what's funny is um you know, we took a month in the van recently, and we've had so much experience in the van that that has prepared me so much. I walked in, and I went, oh, my God, there's so much space, <laughs> which I know sounds crazy, but it really kind of did feel like we had a lot of space because I'm so used to being minimal when I have to be. Of course, I overpacked horribly, um, so that was kind of an issue. But that we had a wedding, and you know, when you're gone for two weeks, and I wanted to have a cool outfit every day, so... That's my problem, you know, if we were in the van that would have that would have been a, a no go, but we ended up checking some bags and some bags got lost and I'll, I'll just say I I learned my lesson. I won't I will not overpack again. Okay. I will not overpack again. Um let's see. We ate at the but- Butcher's Daughter. That's like a cool little vegan spot. Um we were all blown up from like um you know, airport food and stuff. We were just like, "Ugh, give me the vegetables." That's probably the fanciest food we had. Um, it was really good. It was really good. Um, what else did we do? Um, we saw a rat. Um, I saw, so I only saw one rat the entire trip, which made me really sad. I should say the last time I was in New York, I was about 10 years old. So that's why this is exciting and a big deal for me. Cause I hadn't been since I was a kid and my mom would take me and we did lots of fun, whimsical things. So I had, A very different perspective, you know, as an adult. But I still was, you know, excited to experience some of that, like some of that wonderment that comes from being in a place that's so different from where you were born and raised, which is California for me. Um. So, anyways, we saw a rat. Um, as we were eating outside at the butcher's daughter, and which is a very unlikely place of all the dirty, scummy places we could have been, on that patio and that like fancy patio area is it's surprising. That's where we saw them, saw the rat. It was very fat. It was very fast. Um, let's see, what else did we do? Um, we went to the natural history museum. That was really cool. Seeing all the, I love, you know, everybody loves the, um, I want to call them taxidermy, but there's a word for them. What am I thinking of? Okay. I don't remember the name, but basically it's all these, you know, beautiful, exotic animals. With their skin uh, stretched over, I believe it's ceramics. Um, I was reading one of the plaques and I guess it's like they created this ceramic animal and then the skin is over the ceramics. And um, I didn't know that when I was a kid. So it was kind of fun to actually read the plaques this time and be like, oh wow, this was created like a million years ago and somebody had the wherewithal to like go to Africa. And sadly, I mean, I don't know how these animals, you know, get to the Natural History Museum, but there's elephants and there's apes and there's a million different things that look like elk, like (laughs) or different kinds of deer, like they look like deer but they have different giant horns. And there's all these monkeys and there's you know and there's lizards and of course there were dinosaurs. There was the first T. Rex skull ever um, ever unearthed and a very cool two, I want to say we saw two T-Rexes, um, that were very, very cool. And the last time I'd seen full animal, like, um, dinosaur fossils fully, you know, erected, I've only seen the herbivores. So I haven't actually seen like the T-Rex. So that was really cool to see the T-Rex, um, two T-Rexes. And then there were a lot of cool T-Rex teeth and stuff like that. And a really big, um, T-Rex skull that was really beautiful that I took tons of photos of. And I just, just like, this is amazing. This is worth the trip. Um, so that was really fun. We went around that. It was unfortunate that the, um, the Egyptian exhibit was not there. I love the Egyptians. They are the most stylish of all the ancient peoples. And I was really bummed. I wanted to see some mummies. I really wanted to see some like gold tinged, you know, jars that were used to store brains and such, but, oh, well, instead we saw lots of interesting Native American, um, like outfits and we saw, what else do we see? Um, all sorts of like sea life. Um, what else? A giant, oh God, a giant tree that had been cut down just like the stump of it that was like 2000 years old, just stuff like that. It's so fun. Cause like every time you go, you experience a million new things. So, um, that was really fun. Uh, let's see, what else did we do? Um, we went to a lot of comic book stores. I can't speak to this much. Um, to me, every comic book store is pretty similar, but you know, it depends on who you ask, right? <laughs> We've probably been to every comic book store in every single town we've ever been to, so we went to, I want to say, three on this trip, and I generally just go, like, I'll read a little bit, but my read pile is so big, I don't want to pick up any more graphic novels than I already have, so I, like, usually pop over to, like, a bar or, like, someplace nearby and just, like, you know, hit up my friends or, you know, pop into a vintage store or something, (laughs) but we definitely went to a couple, um, comic book stores, Um, we walked the high line from 14th to 30th, 30th street in Manhattan, which is an old train line that's elevated. Um, so you're kind of walking through, you know, the canopy of the city almost. You're, you're, you're at eye level of these high rise buildings and you are, um, on an old train platform and you're walking through the city and there's, they they planted tons of plants and things and, there's a lot of cool architecture. That was one of my favorite things. I thought that was really cool. We just really enjoyed like seeing the different vantage points of the city. A lot of times, I don't know, you just see the city from the floor, right? I mean, I guess unless you're on top of the Empire State Building or you're like, I guess on a bridge, um, which we did do some bridge stuff. I think being elevated is really just, it feels very Jetsons. It felt like we were in the future and we're walking around high up in the in the city floating above the sidewalk and, you know, looking into windows and I don't know, it was just very, very groovy and I loved it so much. There was a little mural where you could like write your name and stuff. So we did that. Um, yeah, the Highline was great. If you haven't done that, you got to do the Highline. Um, I believe it's newer, but it's been, it's been, they've been working on it for a long, long time. So I don't really have the exact date on that, but Um, I'd never heard of it. So that was super cool. Um, we headed to Greenwich village to, um, just kind of like, I don't know, see a different neighborhood. And we went to a really cool vintage store called Hamlet's vintage and met a really eccentric guy who owns it. He was really nice. He gave me some pinot grigio, which I felt was very sophisticated to be offered a glass of wine while you're shopping. How, how nice is that? Right. Um, we both ended up buying for faux fur coats, of course, Maybe I'll post some pictures. Um, I did post some pictures on the Instagram, but maybe I'll post them on the Substack. So we got these really like pimping <laughs> faux fur coats, um, and we felt very, very. Um, I, I don't know. Reed kind of looked very gangs of New York to me in his outfit. Um, I think also because he recently bought in in New York. He bought in like the diamond district. I want to say or the is where all the jewelry places were in the diamonds and things. Um, he bought like a bowler type hat, which is just very gangs of New York. It's very, very funny. He, he, he just gradually got more and more intense, uh, f- throughout the whole trip. He bought really insane glasses, sunglasses. He bought the crazy coat and then he bought this bowler hat with this little feather sticking out of it. I mean, it was wild. Like if there was going to be a midlife crisis, it would be imminent because I mean, the next thing is like what, like a crazy car. I, I I should post the picture so you guys can enjoy that and, and be amused by that because it was very, very amusing to me. Um, Reed took a nap in Washington Square Park, which I thought was hilarious because Reed needs his five minute power nap. So I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I wrote that down. Um, let's see. Oh, Domino Park in Brooklyn, Williamsburg. Beautiful, uh, old Domino sugar factory. Um, it's all, uh, abandoned now, but there's all the like remnants of the factory and stuff, all the cylinder, like the, I don't know, just the factory, factory skeleton, I guess. I don't really know what the parts are, but these big cylinders that are all rusted over. And there was this really cool farmer's market. We picked up delicious biscuits. That was really cool. Um, it was really really pretty it was just you could look out over the water and see a great view of manhattan we saw so many views of manhattan from other places which was nice not other places but mostly i guess from brooklyn um and that was just really cool because it's almost like when you're in you know when you're in the city you don't see the city so we got to see both of those vantage points so that was really nice um we ate at peter luger's steakhouse which is like I think it's one of the oldest steakhouses in New York. Um, there's one in Brooklyn, one somewhere else in the city, but we got a super traditional. So you can get the steak, obviously, um, and they're huge. But um, I went for just like the super traditional hamburger, and it's all very like German style, so the burger just has burger on it. <laughs> but it was really really, really good burger aged beef. Um, delicious. Oh my God. It was great. We got the steakhouse kind of experience without having to buy a steak, which I just didn't really want to deal with that. Um, and it came with a gravy boat of steak sauce, which I thought was like probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. I did uh, pour the steak sauce all over my like, um, roll, my dinner roll. Cause I thought it was gravy, but I still ate it. So <laughs> yeah. You know, it was delicious. You got to love some steak sauce. And also love a steakhouse that's okay with steak sauce. They actually make their own steak sauce. So yeah, Peter Luger's was fantastic. We also ate great pizza in Brooklyn at La Industry. $5 slice, the burrata slice with olive oil, and the New Yorker pizza that has sausage, pepperoni, um, a drizzle of hot honey, Mike's hot honey, and ricotta. And that was unbelievably good. We had some other pizza, but it wasn't like anything worth writing home about, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's like, I guess pizza out here is like Mexican food in LA where like, there's a lot of good Mexican food or even just in Southern California. I mean, San Diego, I mean, San Francisco, you know, anywhere on the West coast, actually, um, different kinds of Mexican food, right? You're going to get a different burrito if you're in the Mission, San Francisco, or if you're down in San Diego, you're going to get a totally different burrito, right? But there's a lot of it. Um, There's also a lot of not good Mexican food on the West Coast, too. There's just a lot of it. And I feel like every single place that we stopped by was like, best pizza ever, best pizza will blow your mind. Like, if you don't eat this pizza, like you're an idiot, basically. And you know, take it or leave it. But that industry was fantastic. I think $5 a slice these days, especially for like, I don't know, it was wood fired. It was just really fucking good. I mean, it was, you could taste the quality with every bite. So the, the, it was crispy. It was crunchy. It was, the sauce was great. The cheese was minimal, but like deliciously, like it was good quality cheese. So it's not like covered in cheese, but the cheese you had was just like amazing So yeah, um, that was awesome. We we drank at this great metal bar that's right near our, our Airbnb called Duff's. And it is amazing. The music is really loud because it's a metal bar. So, you know, we're old and boring, I guess, and couldn't necessarily hang like every time we went in there. But the first time we went in that night, we were like ready to just like tear it up. So we were just singing along and having a really good time. And putting on like Motley Crue and what did I put on? I don't remember. I don't even remember what I would put on the jukebox, but it was just like really fun to just go wild. And like, it was just a fun little spot, Duff's. And, um, we met two dudes who were super funny. One of them, his name was blue and he lives locally. He works on movies. He's a set dresser. He had long hair and was like a biker kind of guy. Super, super nice. He just kind of was like, hey, where are you guys from? And we got in a big conversation with him. And we're hanging out with him. And then his friend Stasio showed up. And he was hilarious. Uh, Skateboarder kind of guy. And had a bunch of injuries and a lot of fun stories. And like, I don't know, we just became really good friends with both of them that night. And they gave us all sorts of cool recommendations. And it felt like, okay, we got our bodega. We've got our bar. We've got our pizza place. We've got our bagel place. Like, we felt like, okay, we live here now. This is the law. We go to Duff's and we hang out with these guys. Um, It was nice. It's always nice when you can meet a couple people who are just like, okay, you got to go here. Don't go there, you know? And um, they were both really, really friendly. And it was just a really fun night. Um, They had a, like, a wheel of fortune, not wheel of fortune, like a spinny wheel thing, a spinny wheel. uh, So you can, you can spin it and get a prize or something terrible happens to you. Like they were ridiculous things on the spinning wheel. And what did I get? I got, um, Jesus juice, which was told to me, it was sold to me as like a disgusting shot that you will never want to drink. That tastes like trash and garbage. Um, but it was actually pretty good. (laughs) Maybe because we had been hanging out there for a while. I was like, yeah, Jesus juice. Um, but Stasio loaned me a couple bucks because I didn't have any cash to um, to do the wheel. So the bartender gave Stasio a Jesus juice as well. And we we enjoyed that together. I hope Stasio is doing well out there, if you're out there. <laughs> Stasio and Blue. You're my boy, Blue. Um, okay, I'm now I'm just jumping around a bit. But we did go to Criff Dogs, which is an after-hours kind of chef, like where chefs go after-hours um, for hot dogs and tots and American food. The hot dog was great. I did have a chili dog. It was really good. They have a after hours speakeasy that you enter through an old phone booth, which is really cool. Um, the line was really long. It was like an hour wait. We were stupid and went on a Saturday. Um, so we didn't go to the speakeasy, but then I realized like, as I was eating the, the, the hot dog and, um, Dr. Kane was playing, Pac-Man, I was like, I don't really like speakeasies. Why would I even care? Because you're going to basically, you know, spend an hour to wait to get into some speakeasy. And then what you're going to spend $20 on a cocktail where everyone's trying to be, it's like kind of touristy, right? So it's not really my style anyways. So I feel like we got to experience getting to the place, enjoying the food. I even peeked in through the phone booth and like looked around and stuff, but Also like people were coming in every 10 minutes and like going to the phone booth and it just made me realize, okay, this is a very touristy place. Maybe it wasn't in the past, but if these people are so like intent on getting inside of this place, then I probably don't want to (laughs) go because that's generally what I found. Usually it's the places where there's not a million people that I'm like, okay, this is rad. So maybe that makes me an insufferable hipster, but that is how I feel. Um, still really cool to go check it out and the food was good so the tots were pretty great so um we went to MoMA Museum of Modern Art and saw a bunch of really annoying video art pieces and sculptures that made Dr. Kane very 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 mad (laughs) I mean I don't mind some of it but you know some of that stuff is ridiculous um we did see some cool Warhol stuff there we also saw some Pollux a lot of that like you know, very frenetic splatter painted stuff that was just very cool. And it's so much fun stuff like that, that was created in the late forties into the fifties and sixties, which I don't know, just when you look at it, you're like, wow, this looks so contemporary because so many people have copied this for so long that when you see the original, you're like, wow, this is crazy. Um, so that was really fun to see some of those old pieces that were so ahead of their time, almost like jazz or whatever. Um, it was really interesting, but there were definitely some exhibits that I was like, what the fuck is this? There was this one woman, girl, whatever, who did like a video of herself and then had a bunch of like, I don't know, like clip art pop up around her face. And it was like a TV. And it was basically like a commentary on like people using webcams. And I think the piece came out, I want to say mid 2000s. So it wasn't even like, when webcams began in the 90s. But I was just like, I don't know, man. How poignant is that? I don't know. I I guess just like the video. I don't know. There was some interesting stuff with like TVs that were, these were done in the 80s or 90s, I want to say. They were TVs that were hung over warped pieces of shimmering glass or steel so that you didn't see the TV screen, but it was projected from the surface of the materials. That to me was kind of cool. I was like, okay, this is, there's something about this. It's got a little mystery to it, but I guess that's the point of modern art, right? It really does speak to specific people right to the gut where you're like, that is for me. There were several pieces I walked in and was like, that, I feel that. And then so many that were just not resonating. But a lot of the modern art, is about context. For instance, there was, this was kind of cool. There was a woman who collected her teeth, skin, and hair into honey jars and then put them on a shelf over several years and included a document stating that when she died, her ashes would go on the final jar. Um, And she also included like some weird, vague documents detailing like traumas that she had with her like job and her like partner. <laughs> um, I mean, it, actually, now that I say it, it sounds kind of like TMI. I mean, art is TMI, but I thought it was kind of cool. I don't know. Maybe it's not cool. Now that I think about it, it seems kind of gimmicky, but she's going to put her ashes in that last jar, and it's going to be at the Museum of Modern Art. So that's more than we can say, probably. I mean, that's a deliberate person. That's that's the mental illness right there that I can get behind. Um, we stumbled upon Radio City Music Hall. That was kind of cool. And then we're like, oh, we're at the Rockefeller Center. I had never been to Saks Fifth Avenue, which if you don't know, is like the fanciest place to get clothes. And I really wanted to go. So actually... Reed wanted to go more than me. So, <laughs> um, cause he loves to shop and we can't afford anything in that place. Like not even the tiniest thing. I mean, everything's so expensive. There were like sweatpants for like $2,000 and shirts for $800. And you know, it's all these designers and stuff, but it was fun to walk around and what's funny is everyone was complimenting his punk vest, which has like studs and patches and things. And you could tell that people thought it was worth a lot of money or something. Cause I guess that's like the new style. My friend Leslie has been sending me texts of like various, cause she's in the fashion industry, various jackets, like punk jackets and punk vests with, some of them have fake band names and some of them have like You'll see, like, the black flag bars, but they're, like, not correct, you know? Like, they're kind of wonky. Like, obviously, somebody just kind of reinterpreted it and remade it and whatever. And so people were like, oh, yeah, like, really into the into uh, Dr. Kane's punk fest. I thought that was quite funny. Um, I thought that was really, really funny. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we just kind of dicked around in there for a while. But then I felt really weird and I, we had to go. We were in the elevator with these, these rich people and – It was just a lot. We just, we just had to get out of there. It was a little much. Um, what else? Oh, we rode our bikes across the Brooklyn bridge or I'm sorry, the Williamsburg bridge into the lower East side. And that was really fun. You can ride your bike over the bridge and see Manhattan and the water. And then you get over and then you're in um, the lower East side. And that was really scary. Like riding bikes in that area was kind of crazy. We also rode our bikes to like this insane movie theater um, where we saw the French Dispatch. And oh my God, like on the way there, like there were so many times there was like a trash, a garbage truck next to me. And then like somebody about to open their car door, like no helmet, you know, we're just like winging it. And we rode so fucking far that day and it was raining, drizzling it was crazy. Like that day was really crazy. And then we ended up going out after the movie to meet up with our publicist for kitten robot records, Ray from Ray B Inc. Um, he lives out there right on the border of Manhattan and New Jersey. And so we met up with him and got to chat with him. We always just talked to him via email and stuff, but like, that was the night that we had just it was raining, and we took a million subways, and we we rode our bike everywhere, and like just did so much stuff, and then end up at the bar, met up with Ray, and like then on the on the way back to Brooklyn, the train just never showed up, so we were, like waiting for the train for like an hour. We had to figure out where to go. We got lost. We went on the wrong train a couple of times. This guy like tried to give Reed like five hundred dollars that was really weird. He was just holding this wad of money and we're all wet and sweaty and just like trying to get home and (laughs) he's trying to give him money. It was so weird. It was just like, in my mind, I thought like, if you take that money, you're going to like be tapped to do some sort of drug drop or some sort of like nefarious thing. Like don't take the money. It was really, really wild. Um, so we got home really late that night. Um, So yeah, that's kind of everything that happened besides like numerous meals that I have not told you about that were really great. Um, In general, everybody was super nice. There were so many cute dogs everywhere. I don't know what the deal is with purebreds and New Yorkers, but the purebreds, I mean, adoption is way cooler. I don't know why there's so many purebreds, but there were a lot of puppies. We saw a lot of cute dogs. People were generally extremely nice to us. We were, um, we actually, several times street cops came up to us and just kept talking to us for like 45 minutes about their lives. Um, we were laughing and just saying like, I guess there's just something about us that make people want to like open up or something because we just ended up having all these conversations with these cops. There's a cop like on every corner. Um, I don't know. And I'm not saying like, oh, cops are great. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying on this trip we ran into a lot of nice cops that were um, like one of them was like driving a smart car and just really wanted to talk to us about the features of the smart car and why it's a good car to get and what car he's going to get when he retires in Florida. Like it was just really random. I feel like that's not always the, um, the attitude or vibe that we get in other cities. And certainly, you know, we are two white people that, you know, we may be up to no good, but we're definitely not being targeted. We're not being stopped nor frisked, but we, we just thought that was interesting and kind of funny. Um, I don't know what that was about, but we we ended up just talking to a lot of New Yorkers that were just hanging around and just like, I don't know, wanted to share their story with us. And so it felt very cool and we didn't really have any bad experiences except for like this one Eastern European, like, waitress at this one halal place we went to. She was really unpleasant and horrible, but I mean, she was just having a bad day, but it wasn't like we, uh, you know, I don't know. New Yorkers are cool. And um, we had a great time. The crushers took New York. Next time we'll be hopefully playing New York. In fact, I won't say hopefully we will be. And uh, it was odd to be traveling around without actually having like plans to play a show. Um, we were both remarking constantly, like, this is so weird. We're just going places and eating things. Like, shouldn't we be like loading in somewhere? Or, like, you know, <laughs> um, not having the van and not having our dogs and not having the band was like very weird, but also kind of a nice reset. So, Um, I hope you enjoyed this really random and rambling uh, detour through New York City. I probably left out a lot of stuff, but that's generally the trip that we had. It was really fun, and um, sorry to miss a couple of these. I mean, I always like consistency, so next week I'll be back at it on a Tuesday. Um, Hopefully you have a really good week, whether you're adventuring or you're staying at home or you're just trying to you know, get by on your day-to-day routine and you're just like in the grind of it. I hope that you can find something delicious to nibble on and perhaps share your story with somebody else and or experience someone else's because that's what life's all about. Until next time, I will talk to you later. Goodbye.